Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. I'm here at Drogheda Boxing Club, fantastic place. Uh, Giving a very warm welcome today by the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee. I'm joined here today by Kieran McIver, pal of mine from the Boxing Bants website. Kieran, welcome to the show. Tell us, what are we doing here? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for coming, Kev. Welcome. Uh, you're actually one of the first people on the list. I knew you'd, 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 I, could, I could convince you to come because uh, such pioneers uh, yourselves in the, the boxing um, fraternity. Uh, I knew, especially from listening to your podcast, I knew this would be something of interest to yourself. So I appreciate you coming out. And uh, obviously, it seems like you've got quite a bit of content as well. So very happy. So, yeah, no, the reason why we're here in Boston, uh, Draw the Boss Club, is because it's where it all started for Deirdre. Uh, Gogarty, who is obviously Ireland's first female professional boxer and Ireland's first female professional boxing world champion. Uh now, obviously, <laughs> myself, I you know, couldn't do this on my own. Um, and the whole idea was that I wanted to start up a committee to erect a statue in the town of Deirdre. And the reason why I want to do that is because, you know, yourselves, there is a statue of Tox Burns. Yeah. Who obviously won. For context, yeah. Bronze medalist at the 1956 yeah. Olympic Games in Melbourne. Yeah. So that 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 statue is just outside Scott Hall, which is on Marsh Road, which is actually the road that Deirdre was cycled on. Like cycle on, like our house is essentially on that road. Um, when she cycled to her father's dentistry, uh, and across the road, draw the boxing club was across the road on Dyer Street back then. Uh, ultimately, now it's here, it's here, money more, but uh, yeah, so that's why I kind of felt like it makes complete sense. Um, and there's no better time really than now, like you've said before, like Irish boxing is 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 women's boxing, like because of what's going on in terms of professional and amateur level um, all across the board, junior and senior. Um, so it it just seems like the right time. And every time I've mentioned it to someone, um, they're just their eyes lit up, light up and they're just like, yeah, like, like this makes total sense. I can't believe I didn't know about this person. Like that's, that's what I always get all the time. So, yeah. And uh, I'm starting to get good feedback from, from big, uh, companies to fund it at the moment hopefully they get over the line um but fingers crossed and um, we got we got quite a bit of funding on it so a good idea seems like a 
seems like a great idea when you tell people it and everybody thinks it's really obvious. You're like, of course <laughs> there should be a statue mm. of Deirdre Gogarty in her hometown. There's one of socks burned. There should definitely be one of them. Mm-hmm. So you know you're onto an absolute winner there. I'm sure your response has been entirely positive. When you started telling people to draw it and you know, wider loud about Deirdre's achievements and putting it in a greater context, I suppose with the rise of Katie Taylor becoming undisputed world champion on top of her Olympic gold, were you, uh, were you surprised? Did, did people know about her achievements or were you telling people a fresh story effectively? Mm, I, yeah, mostly a fresh story. And there are some people that I work with because I, I work in the shipping industry in uh, port. Not for Drottleport, but uh, we have a primer then. But anyway, uh, so her father was into yachts and things like that. And so he had a relationship with some people in, in that. So I did mention it to a few people and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, she boxed here. No one knew her dad, like, the but, usual story with boxers. Yeah. They have to know them. Like, he goes to my barbers or stuff like mm. that. Yeah, that's You see that regularly in the grassroots game now. Mm. Yeah. The wider community, not really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, everyone else is like, what? Like, there's a, there's a female boxer from here and she's a world champion. He's like, yeah, yeah. But no one knows who she is. Um, and uh, she lives in America right now. And yeah, that's, that's kind of the response I'm getting. It's like, Jesus. Um, there was a big push on Deirdre's name when she brought out the book, My Call to the Ring, and there was mm. Girl on the Undercard, the documentary, but maybe they were both introduced just before the explosion in social media, mm. before the clips got cut up and went viral. And if yeah. they were on now, maybe there'd be a better chance of that stuff embedding, but maybe that stuff was lost 10, 15 years ago. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah at least it hasn't been fully <clears throat> lost. It's yeah, The campaign is still ongoing. And yeah, yeah. Um, I like to, yeah, look, it's just... With everything happening, because uh, Drada has kind of got a bad name over the last few years, um, as well as boxing in itself. Um, and I just feel like it's something it's something nice, something positive that people can get behind. Because if you do imagine like the day it gets erected, whenever that does happen, like I, I really don't know when it will be. But that day does happen. Like you're talking, you're going to have Katie Taylor here, uh, who's been really supportive um, amongst Christy Martin. Like Christy you, Martin's coming. Yeah, yeah. but she, she's been emailing me, like, going, like, I want to help as much as I can. Um, and just, like, you know, you have TV there and stuff. It'd just be great. And it'd be great just to kind of see Deirdre, like, seeing her, seeing her being remembered where it all started. So for that for that reason, I just think um, it'd be a great way to inspire people as well in, in the town, like young people, up and coming, uh, boy or girl, whatever sport they're doing. Because there are drier times when I'm doing this, and I know this is only the first day of doing it, but this has been a long process, yeah. me organising a committee and everything. And there's been times I've been lying in bed going, am I mad? Like, yeah. I am off my head. Like, why am I do- Why am I the person doing this? But then I'm thinking, like, the deers with the amount of walls that were in front of her, the amount of doors that sl- sla- slammed their face, and that comp- that perseverance, and I was thinking, like, this is this is a piss compared to what Deirdre had to do. Like, so her so. story is relatable for just your own campaign as well. Yeah, yeah like massive, good, like yeah. like you know, like Deirdre used to apply to boxing promoters. Now I could apply to boxing promoter with Prolis, and he just say no. But Deirdre was applying to them, and she was getting back invites for topless boxing and mud wrestling and stuff. Like that's how big the gap was. So um, I can understand how difficult it was for her, you know. So uh, yeah, like. To me, it, it just makes perfect sense because now, and I'm not don't mean this in like a woke left kind of thing, but now everyone is on board with 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 everyone being treated equally and everyone getting the recognition they deserve. Um, 
and I haven't had any 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 like uh, pushback like Deirdre would have had back then. Mm. So I well, suppose world, that means it's too woke to say that the world has changed and yeah. many different factors have changed have forced the world to make a change. And yeah. you know, maybe the female boxers have played a part in that. Certainly in Ireland, mm. you look at like how interested in women's sports we are. Well, of course we are. Our best sports people are women. Like you know. Mm. Katie Taylor, Sonia O'Sullivan, even Michelle Smith, she got people interested. But a lot of our best sports people over the last 30 or 40 years have been women. So we've been forced to become supporters of women's sports. And now you look at our football team as going to the World Cup. Our men's football team, I'm a big supporter of them, but you know, looks like they're going to find it difficult to get to a major mm-hmm. finals anytime soon, given the recent draw. So we're having to kind of become supporters of women. We've been kind of almost forced by circumstance to become more tolerant or more, you know, forced to change. And it's a great thing. And we, you know, our, we've been dragged there by our female sports people. So why not, uh, why not honor someone like Deirdre Gordy for doing that? Cause I can I can only imagine how, like you see, you had some young, Drada, some young loud boxers here mm-hmm. today. If you want to talk about them and the achievement, the achievements they've racked up in the last few years, but the yeah. dream of being a successful young female boxer now, like what was Deirdre dreaming about? Like there was nothing there to even, to go by, you know, look at the men. She, she idolized Barry McGuigan. Was she really looking at that and saying that could be me against who? And you know, in mm-hmm. what format? So the fact that she had a dream, made it into reality and then influenced people from Katie Taylor to Jane Couch and all is just commendable and absolutely worth a, worth mm. a statue in her hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, so like Brianna and for, for example, and Brianna Johnson and uh, Grace Conway, Grace obviously was with the, the Irish team last week in the junior uh, Europeans on silver and her weight class. And then Brianna has been boxing since she's quite young, since I've been in the gym anyway. But like for a perfect example, like I've always seen Brianna and wearing like a, a Katie Taylor t-shirt. But like not, neither of them realized that Deirdre is from right here and that Katie used to write letters to Deirdre. Like she's literally right here in the town. Do you know what I mean? And she like you box against Straw the Boston Club, who she boxed for on multiple occasions. You know, so it's just kind of like nice. It'd be so nice for them to know more about it. And then like I've given them the, the letter that Katie sent, um, the other, and they thought it was brilliant. Like Katie's the same age as them back then. So it's it's just something else to aspire to. Go no, well the first one was here. The first one was right here on our doorstep. Um, and I'm not saying like. Katie wouldn't have done what she would have done without Deirdre, but it definitely would have been slightly harder if she didn't have someone to just kind of look to. And obviously Katie had other role models as well, but Deirdre was kind of the only one from the island at the time. Um, So yeah, so to me, that's really what what it's about. Like the the young people coming through, everyone just knowing about it. So so this generation, my generation knew nothing about Deirdre. It's now the new crop coming through. Well, actually, what, what better way to make it more permanent than a statue? Statue's up and it's not going down. And yeah. people have to ask, <clears throat> what uh, time period have you, have you put a loose time period in for when you can get the statue erected? Have you made contact with uh, sculptors? And also, do you have a price? Yeah, yeah. No, we've we've spoken to, well, I've spoken to a few sculptors and some of them don't, don't want the responsibility because one of them's local and he's like, I did Ronaldo last year and I'm not having that abuse again. It's just like, it's just, no, it's not even that. It's just like so much pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, especially if someone like, let's say Katie Taylor turned up or whatever, like he's thinking, oh God, imagine it was terrible. It was awful. Like, 
but I did find someone, I won't say her name, like, but, uh, uh, like for her to get it right, it would have to take at least 12 months, you know, 12 to 18 months to make it. Now that's before we've raised the money. Um, so that's kind of like, I remember Sox Burns, uh, statue, uh, being talked about way before it went up and, uh, Deirdre told me that there was talk about it's actually going up 1988, <laughs> it went up in 2006. But that was different back then because social media just didn't exist. Um, and it's just a group, a committee trying to just fundraise here and there. But yeah, uh, so the price is dependent com- completely on gas, fuel, electricity prices because what they use, the material that they use, that she will use to basically carve out and sculpt Deirdre and immortalize her um, is fueled by that, where, where she gets it from. So... Let's say, for instance, Soxburn's statue could have been 40 grand, 50 grand back then. Um, a tops now for a life-size one could be 75 grand for us. But that depends. We could raise 75 and then, again, then go to her and go, oh, actually, the, the prices have actually dropped and it will cost less. But we want to shoot over and, over and above that because uh, we want to obviously cover the cost, cover everything else on top of that. So any expenses to pay for you know accountancy all that all that other stuff and then whatever money we have left over at the end will pay for there's flights over for the veil and the statue of course, yeah and our family of course um Is there any chance then, you think of um having a bit of like town council buy-in or anything like that if you're a bit short or yeah we've already got some i've already got some donations from councils already um uh one being joanna already from the the, the committee um it just couldn't be here, just a family um, emergency kind of. But uh, yeah, so a lot of them are on board. Now, not all of them are here today, but there's a lot that are on board with it. And the rest of the money will be then split three ways between the three box clubs in the town. So whatever we make above after everything's paid for will be split between draw that box club, trader and and a holy family. Like, So yeah, that's, that's basically what, what we're doing now. It's just as as Paddy McQuillan said in there, the answer. It's literally just a process. It's just all I'm concentrating now at the moment is getting the word out as far as I can and getting as much money into the GoFundMe, and then we stop and go right now. Who do we raise more money? So whatever it is, white collar boxing, whatever. So we're just get, trying to get to get the money. Once the money's in place, it should be a lot easier because then we just wait for the sculptor to yeah, sculpt. Yeah. Give her her time to take First as long as she wants money, to, then you get the, uh, and then so. it's organising. Then it's getting plan permission to put it down somewhere, um, having the council say yay or nay to that place, and then once that's once we have a day and a time was then then it's like logistically then going right. Are you available that day? Are you available? And having it all come together, like yeah. so that's kind of the the outline of the plan. But people keep saying to me, "Where is it going?" I was like, "I don't even we haven't raised yeah, the yeah, money yeah, yet." Yeah. So yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kieran McIver, thank you so much for uh, giving us a bit of insight oh. on your committee's work and also for tracking down uh, our upcoming guest in the next few seconds, Amory Griffin, who took on Deirdre Gogarty in a very famous, well, not a very famous first fight, first Irish boxing fight. It should be, and maybe it will be one day. We, we all talk about Katie Taylor versus Alana Audley or Alana Murphy in 2001 at the National Stadium. But in 1991, Amory Griffin took on Deirdre Gogarty in County Limerick in a pub beer garden. She joins us right now to discuss that boxing match alongside Christina McMahon, Ireland's first licensed professional.
Anne Marie, it's the first time to meet you, and uh, hopefully you can shed some light on your first, your first, and your only bout with Deirdre Gogarty. 1991 June took her on in Limerick, your hometown. She came down, have gloves, will travel, and uh, you kind of bought in a bought in a car park of a hotel, beer garden, beer garden, <laughs> yeah. yeah, beer garden of the Shannon Arms Hotel, yeah, um, at the time, yeah, um, and it was on a, bo- a big boxing tournament, so. <laughs> good yeah. memories of good day Christine <laughs> were you aware of this going on at the time Christina I wasn't Kevin no I wasn't aware of any of this but what I do know is that I come from a kickboxing and I'm really kickboxing with a head of boxing at the time well, I was ahead by the sound yeah yeah because a woman or a man walked into the gym and nobody questioned it women were welcome as, as men and women were competing worldwide I was, I was a world champion kickboxer before I entered the world of sport. So me and Amory would um used to mixing with men and training with men all along. Why the distinction? Why like Amory was it ever your ambition to be a competitive boxer or was kickboxing your kickboxing was my um was my thing at the time. I suppose I'd started off in martial arts. We trained in the local boxing club as well as the kickboxing club. But there there's autobiography she brought out some years back was called My Call to the Ring. Could you describe your own call to the ring? What was it? Uh, sorry. Well, I suppose I had just kind of a natural progression with the one coach. So I started off doing self-defense and then he went, oh, he does who he, he had an army background himself. Um, so went on and did Black Belt and Kung Fu and then the kickboxing club had started. So my calling, like my brothers and I, I joined it for fitness. She ended up out with the coach and right to that man so um i had no choice but to fight because uh that's all we did that's what the family that was in my dna to fight i wasn't interested in the grade and i was interested in fighting i wanted to get in I wanted to get the gloves on the boots on i wanted to go for hell for leather from day one Um i represented ireland in the wacko kickboxing um for 12 years and 24 irish gold medals before i entered the, the sport of boxing so uh, to leave my feet on the ground and do boxing was a big changeover, yeah. But um, I think um, part of boxing, that the lovely history of the boxing is that the government got money for women in sport in 2007 and the IABA took this grant down and they put a development team together and there was 10 women on that team. And my proud moment is to be on that team with Kelly Harrington, Katie Taylor and Sinead Kavanagh and all these people who are doing very well still yeah. to this day. First international was in Dungarvan, wasn't Absolutely. it? And they fought against... Uh, Nicola Adams, um, Natasha Jonas was on that team. Savannah Marshall was on it as well, yeah. Yes, yes Amanda Coulson. Yes, that's right. The English team were actually ahead of us when it came to training and openness. And uh, this was the first time Ireland was out as a team. And uh, we actually won the team thing. I, I won my own fight team. My dad was British champion yeah, at the first, time. First British registered boxer. She was the first Odell, British. Yeah. And then I beat her. And I, I actually fought her again and beat her. Um, and uh, that was my this was my turnaround in the sport, realizing that I was actually probably better boxer than I was a kickboxer. Oh, yeah. But just very late going into the sport because of age, I was I was a lot older at this stage. So um, just the opportunity wasn't there when I was younger. Did you ever face any stigma for being a female fighter? Get get respect for it. I'm right. Um, I don't know. I'm from a family of four girls. So. Did your sisters fight? No, none of them. Or, or is there any history of, you know, boxing or anything? I guess uh, 
that fight in June 1991 is where the old beliefs collide with the new, like the yes. new being kind of kickboxing, it's inclusive, women can get involved, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Whereas then uh, Deirdre, who's you know unable to continue training, or she's trained in the, initially in Drogheda, yes. then trains in Dublin, and the only club that will kind of almost have her, I'm sure if she rocked up at a different club, they might have also taken her on, but her coaches, John and Pat McCormick, had to see a new way, had to adjust themselves to, to train her. But boxing was not receptive to women in 1991. No. And, and somebody mentioned it earlier today, the phrase, women don't box. And it was, you, know, you would hear that over and over, women don't box, or ladies don't box. Yeah, and yeah. I remember like my dad being on my side and saying, well, you know, you go around saying, well, men shouldn't cook and men shouldn't clean. And, mm. You know, like... Where where is where's the line? Where's the line of what a man should do and what a woman should do? Um, I suppose that that has to be brought home. But yeah, it, it is a slow press process. It is getting better, and the more gold medals these girls bring home from the Olympic, the more recognition they get, the more they'll realise that they're not going to stop the women. Yeah. Was your fight effectively with Deirdre Gogarty a bit of an accident? I guess you're looking. You're you had an upcoming kickboxing tournament. Yes, yeah. There was a lady boxer from Dublin coming down. She wanted a fight. So you effectively, you were saying earlier on at the top table that did you fight in bare feet or did you want to fight in bare feet? I fought in bare feet because like being a kickboxer, I'd only gotten boxing boots a couple of nights beforehand. And I just, um, getting I don't know, blisters. Tight, or, yeah. It was like getting brand new shoes. Yeah, I, I fought in my bare feet. Were there any gimmicks like, oh, this is a female contest. So like, you know, Silly songs or pink flags or anything. Like, no, no, this is a serious. No, uh, to, no, no, it was serious and yeah. like you know, and you could see all men and or men and women, but the men and they're all, they're really intense uh, yeah. watching. Yeah, so the people who were there were converted and there's a yeah. proper contest. Yeah. And you must have realized it was pretty serious contest once you got in against this dear Jagogity, who was a bit of a ball of energy, who'd been training quite consistently yeah. at that. And stage. she was like, yeah, the pleasure free because it was like her first. Fight, yeah. like she was raring to go. So tell and us, very tell professional us. Because like we saw her against like you know Christy Martin, mm. and I've seen footage of her world title win, and I've seen a bit of footage of your own fight with her as well. So I think it was in my call to the ring, wasn't it? And yes, some of that yeah, girl in the undercarriage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she's a ball of energy. She's well, been training she's, for a few years, and yeah. then she's let loose on you like kind of like a bull yeah. calf let out in a yeah. field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How hard did you have to work to keep her off? Like. Uh, um, well, I suppose I had a bit of the longer reach, but she would have had the experience of just training, just boxing. Uh, whereas I would have always trained boxing. I had, uh, but she, like, she was well able to get in under. But uh, it was an enjoyable contest for you, or were you wishing it was over quickly no, after? No, she, I she did enjoy that, it. Yeah. No, I did enjoy it, and I primarily enjoyed it. I also had the, the um, whole crowd behind me. Yeah, that she was. Boxing. But to be fair, I think of her coaches. They're they're. Her coach's father, Spike McCormick, he used to go to these gang wars or like these street fights, and they'd have him instead of ten people. That's how tough he was. Yeah. So go into a corner with Pat McCormick and you're in to go into a fight with Pat McCormick in your corner. Yeah. Probably fine. You could take on the whole crowd. Yeah. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh how how does it feel like at some sometimes you're you're part in this incredible event. Uh, it, at the time probably a small event in, like you say, in a beer garden, but it's it's grown legs, hasn't it, over the, it has over the grown 30 legs years? And, and, you know, and rightly so, and it's great that she will get, hopefully, this statue going great, she will get her, her, her recognition. Yeah, because we, we all talk, we all know about Katie Taylor. She came after us. She wrote letters to, uh, to Deirdre Gorbin yeah. saying, hopefully, one day I can follow in your footsteps. But 
you know, the first female professional boxer I saw in an Irish ring was Christina. I was at your debut. You had a good few of your fights in Ireland in the early days. And I guess without Anne-Marie and Deirdre Gogarty, you wouldn't have had a career well, in that sense either. You would have maybe stuck to the kickboxing or... Well, 100%. I was just thinking, as you were speaking, like when myself or even Anne-Marie was doing it, we had male support in the sport we were already in. I had male support from a good husband who believed in me and was a man behind fought those battles. Katie Taylor had her father who was a coach and stood and fought the battles to be where she was. But what had Deirdre Guggery? She had nobody. She actually fought these battles as a woman herself. That makes it a little bit special. The more you think about it, to go down to these fights with coaches she didn't really know, she got to know because she went and she found them. She found the people she needed to be a boxer, whereas I found boxing because of the people that was in my corner. Yes. Makes sense. That makes it a little bit a stronger personality for somebody who has really changed the sport, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys, either of you, recall her world title win or her fights with uh, her fight with Christina, Christy, Christy Martin or something? Or do you remember why? Were you watching, watching it? I fought her, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go because my father would have followed it as well, you know. That's the girl that you fought her, you know. And yeah, absolutely. Big moments. Um, I, I watched it later on. Yeah. When, it, when, it, when the whole word came out about me turning pro and being the first licensed girl in Ireland, her to go pro, first licensed. Um, and these people before me, Deirdre Gorgon and Major Nelson, fought those battles to allow me at my time to come along and get licensed. This is where you start doing your homework and you find these bites. And yeah. uh, my God, it's brilliant to be part of. Some legacy. Uh, congratulations to Deirdre Gogarty and Anne-Marie Griffin for being the first yes. in Ireland to kick it all off. And let's hope that the fundraising campaign to get a statue for Deirdre Gogarty is successful. I hope Thanks. people will get behind us. Yeah. We'll all be back here together for the, uh, for the unveiling. There'll be a few more, I'm sure, in town as well. Please, God. Thanks.